0: Shepherd family, this is Alan Young. We are just about to wrap up our podcast series during our 21 days of prayer and fasting. This final week, we have been focusing on making disciples. A couple of days ago, Bethany quoted the Apostle Paul in her podcast, saying, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So today, I wanted to look at his example of discipling an individual person. As you know, Paul planted many churches on his missionary journeys and he wrote letters of encouragement to churches that were planted by other people. But there was one person in particular that Paul seemed to take a special interest in to help him develop into a minister for Jesus. And that person is Timothy. So Timothy is first introduced in Acts 16, where Paul met him and he was already a believer. He had a godly mother and a godly grandmother who had taught him, but Paul immediately began to incorporate him into his ministry. So Timothy didn't always accompany Paul. Sometimes Paul sent him to other places as a representative or as a messenger or to deliver things for him. In 2 Timothy 1 verse 2, Paul says, To Timothy, my beloved son grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul calls him my beloved son, even though Timothy didn't become a believer through Paul's ministry. But Paul spent a lot of time pouring into Timothy's life. Something I had never noticed until preparing for this podcast is that in the introductions to 2 Corinthians and Philippians, and Colossians, and 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, the greeting is from both Paul and Timothy. I'm pretty sure Paul was the author, but Timothy was definitely with him when he wrote all of those letters. The epistle 2nd Timothy is thought to be Paul's last letter. Chapter 4, the reason is because in chapter 4 of 2nd Timothy, Paul says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I have kept the faith. So, in this letter, his last letter, Paul is giving Timothy final instructions. He does ask him to come see him, but it seems like he's not sure if he'll get an opportunity to talk to him again. So, I'm going to read through some of the instructions beginning in chapter 1 of 2 Timothy. I'm going to skip around a little bit because I'm just going to focus on things that are directly to Timothy. Here we go. To Timothy, my beloved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I served with a clear conscience the way my forefathers did as I constantly remember you in my prayers night and day. Longing to see you, even as I recall your tears, so that I may be filled with joy. For I am mindful of the sincere faith within you, which first dwelt in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am sure that it is in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to kindle, afle- excuse me, kindle afresh the gifts of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Retain the standard of sound words which you have heard from me in the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us the treasure which has been entrusted to you. And then in chapter two, this is really what I wanted to focus on. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So that last verse is really the point I wanted to speak on. The things which you have heard from me and the presence of many witnesses. That is speaking of Paul teaching Timothy right there. Paul is the first generation. Timothy is the second generation. Then it continues. Trust these things that you have heard from me to faithful men. So that is from Timothy to faithful men. Timothy is the second generation those faithful men are the third generation. And the final part, faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So the faithful men are the third generation and they will teach others who are the fourth generation. So in this one verse, we have Paul and then three generations of disciples after him. It wasn't enough for Paul to just preach the gospel and plant churches. He needed to entrust this message to people that were going to propagate it. They were going to continue to multiply and replicate themselves in future believers. I taught you. Now you teach other people who will be faithful to teach other people that will be faithful to teach other people. That is making disciples. It's not just helping people fix their lives and be better people. It is faithfully relaying the message that we have received to other people who will faithfully relay that message and expand the boundaries of the kingdom of God here on earth in a way that will continue for generations. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love. Lord, we thank you for your message, your gospel, your good news, which you have faithfully preserved and transmitted. For thousands of years to us, right here where we are. And Father, we want to faithfully receive it and faithfully transmit it to generations to come, Father, and faithfully prepare people to be uh, workmen who can accurately handle this word of truth and transmit it and teach it to others so that your name will be spread throughout the whole world, Lord, that that mustard seed will flourish into a great tree, that small stone that broke the statue in Nebuchadnezzar's dream that grew into a great mountain and covered all the nations of the earth, Lord. We want to be a part of that and do our part in that. And we just thank you, Lord. Teach us to follow and to teach followers. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.